Listen up, all marketing school fam. I know you have so many ideas in the head of yours, yet struggling to find the time and accountability you need to make marketing work smarter for you. Which is why I want to remind you of our All Access Pass and All Marketing School course library. Think of it as your treasure trove. Pack with our self-paced masterclasses and workshops, tactics and templates, specifically created for marketers like you who aim to channel their superpowers for good. But hey, what's even more exciting is that you're not just getting courses, you're stepping into a whole new world. It's a place where you're surrounded by your passionate community of marketing rebels, which are kind of like your cheerleading squad. Let's be honest, marketing can be a complex puzzle, but we're here to eliminate the guesswork. We're offering you tried and tested tactics to sharpen your strategy. Depending on the plan you choose, you can look forward to full access to our self-paced courses, project submission and feedback opportunities, our expert workshop library, as well as monthly upskilling series and weekly tactics that will really help you stay updated and get accountability when it comes to actually making some progress in your work. We also have monthly office hours, workshops, expert panels, and sprints. So you will be able to access our whole template vault with ready-to-use Notion, Canva, and Google templates, making your life easier. Oh, and did I mention our swipe files and the community matchups? Oh, and the quarterly live deep dives, which are actually valued at £247, but they're included for you and your membership. Well, all this knowledge, community, and more is just a click away. If you want to join us, simply head to amschool.click slash library. That's amschool.click slash library. On with our episode. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly. Empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Yes, I give you permission. I give you permission. (laughs) Watch, my dear. I actually wonder if this new Zoom lady that we already talked about Mm. is going to get old at some point. Do you think it's going to become like white noise? We're going to filter it out. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I think the same, I guess, I guess that's why they brought it in because people just became almost immune to when the little recording symbol is there. But yeah, I think this will be the next thing. It'll be like, yeah, I give you permission. Wait, what's happening? Like, it'll just be a thing, you know? It's like there was um, yesterday, I was doing a podcast, not mine, or any interview, let's say, somebody else's. And it just talked over it. I like that. They were just like, I'm not acknowledging you, lady. I know that you're saying this to me. It's fine. But, you know, you get that thing. You're like, you're recording and you're like, oh, my God, is people, are people going to hear her? No. She's like the, the ghost that nobody knows about. The ghost of Zoom. The ghost of all the Zooms. Well, aside from the ghost of Zooms, how are you doing on this fine Friday? Again, for people that don't know, actually, we record usually to be super fresh, we record a couple of days obviously before it's released. So how are you on this fine Friday? I am good, thank you. I have enjoyed the sunshine that we've had this week. Um, feels like such a novelty, have actually seeing the sun in the sky. Like, what is that? What's going on? Forgotten what it looked like. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I think that's made, it's been nice because it's been a short week and sunshine. I mean, that's the best combination, to be honest. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of wondering whether, like, this is actually giving people an idea that summer is really happening and I think it's opening up, a lot of other things changing. I don't know, I'm feeling there's a bit of a flip of a switch for a lot of people be like, oh, things are going to be changing, and including the short weeks and maybe taking some time off actually consciously. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be it's going to be very much needed. I don't know how many people actually haven't realized yet how much we have been working and how much we have been switching off. Yeah, I know. I was speaking to somebody the other day and they were taking, I think, their first day off like this year. And I was like, whoa, how, how? <laughs> Take some time off, chill, because I, I, I guess it's maybe when we work from home all the time and given everything that's happened, it's easier to feel like, oh, I'll just keep going. I'll just keep going. I'm at home. Like there's a bit more flexibility. So maybe it almost doesn't feel as important, but actually I think it's super important. You know, you've got to give your brain a rest and, and do something else. Have a, what's it called? Recuperation time from work. Yeah, I mean, she's going to have to sell me that one. Like I, I, she's almost going to go and grab her book and just hold clutch in her hands like a weirdo. Like there's a reason if I, I brought reclaim your time off way before the pandemic happened, I, I want to say one thing and then we're going to go back into marketing in itself. But I think now it's become more apparent, but I wrote that book at the very beginning. I wrote it in 20, beginning of 2019. We have had this pattern for a very long time, especially I think higher achievers, especially going back to actually what this podcast is about. I obviously been in marketing for 10 years. I've seen, even for startups, where, again, where you pride yourself to being a bit more flexible at the corporate world, where the problem is even more real. But when it comes to being digital, when it comes to the digital world, I remember first when I started as a social media manager. I was a, co- a community manager, but social media, basically. And I remember, because it was an event company, which, I'll again, you don't think about it, uh, when events were offline, obviously, I was pretty much on all the time and I was fine. I was 23 at the time, 22. So I was like, who cares? But I was constantly on and constantly around because I just had to be. And I think we don't realize that in the digital world, especially as marketers, there has that kind of thing where we have to set our own boundaries because it's so much harder to know when to stop. Yeah, there's it's an expectation almost, isn't it? With Especially if you are working in events or the fact that social media is on all the time it's not like the platforms switch off at 5 p.m as well and i think if you come into this industry maybe you don't realize quite as much at the beginning like how the boundaries are going to blur and i don't think you even realize when it's happening it's only when you look back you think hold on a minute i was yeah still working or still in my like work brain all the way into the evening not switching off and I think it's it's hard it is hard making that separation because you kind of if you want to do a good job as well it's it's almost like it's it's conflicting because you're like well I want to be the best I want to do my job really really well so I want to like stay on it but then also it's like well you've got to have that time as well to rest and to think about something else so that you can be good at your job but it is, I think it's one of the biggest challenges in this industry, working out those boundaries and, you know, finding the right balance between everything. 
Yeah, I could I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. It's it's that's the expectations that has been set, you know. So to be honest, when you are younger now, not now sounding like we're, we're geriatric, we're geriatric millennials. I am not, by the way, a geriatric millennial, but I'm one of my friends is, and she was like, excuse me. <laughs> I don't know if you have you seen the geriatric millennials. Yeah, and I appreciate kind of why they mentioned it. And I was like, okay, I can see why then you know the name has been coined and what it goes from. But I'm like, but still, I don't know, it just makes you feel like you are the old side of millennials and therefore, you know, it's a really bad connotation. People, we need to think about semantics when we do these things. Uh, and then she was like, I, f- I feel seen, I feel violated. <laughs> I'm not geriatric. And I was like, no, I get that. It's, um, anyway, sorry. So I wanna, I'm showing my age in a way, but when I talk to a lot of younger people, especially when I do some when I do workshops and, and teach people, and some of the ones that want to do marketing, they're not just there because they're kind of ticking the box, but also I oh, actually want to do this. And there's the excitement. And again, whether it's the TikTok generation and stuff, and you're like, I want to be on, I want to learn and trends and stuff. And even by doing this, uh, obviously I, I encourage us to figure out what's going on during the week. I do the research, I collate stuff. And there's always something changing, especially on the social media side. But I think as other sides of marketing, you shouldn't pretend that, that, that you don't have to be in the loop. If you know what I mean? It's like, well, the social media managers can take care of it. You know what I mean? So with every single week, at least two or three things happen and two or three things come out and two or three topics of conversation you need to look at to understand where it's relevant to you. And I think, you know, younger generations thrive on it. And it's it's good because that's what you want as well. But again, you see that then you grow a bit, grow a bit wiser and you kind of start to put your attention in the right place. But it takes more time than what you think to figure out maybe I should look into this or maybe I shouldn't. Am I making sense or am I going into like, my, my old lady kind of rant right now? Should I put the hat on? No, no you are making sense. I, I completely agree with you, I think. I don't know whether it's a thing like with Generation Z, if they'll maybe naturally find this kind of industry a lot easier because they are so used to, you know, they've grown up with social media from day one um and it's just how they operate you know whether it's work or social life or I even I mean I don't really know but I imagine their school life much of that has also been online and everything so that's probably gonna have an impact when they start coming into the workforce like it probably will feel maybe quite normal like not as much of a jump because they've already been used to that kind of system but um yeah figuring out and learning where to concentrate on and how much time and energy to put into certain things i think is a big challenge that only comes with experience and oh my gosh yeah definitely i think the pace at every at which everything changes in the industry so sometimes it will feel like oh i've got this like i've got this strategy it's really really good it's gonna work i'm really confident and like you've ticked all the boxes and then like a week later a platform will release a new format or a new platform will come about or a platform will be like no we're not doing that anymore and you have to completely like you know go back to square one and do it again basically and it's it's fine that's just part of what happens in this industry but i think at first it can feel really tough because like, oh, i've just pulled that time in and all that effort and i've got to change it and it it you can almost feel to the point of like well is that a waste of time and no i don't think it's ever a waste of time because you can always adapt from it, but it is hard. And, you know, this industry, 
is just the pace. I think that's something that some people don't realize if they're not in marketing. You know, we all see, oh, look, Instagram's got this new thing, da, da, da. but how that filters down into what's happening behind the scenes, I don't think is always as obvious um, to other people. But yeah, I think it's, it's quite scary actually how we're talking about it, just how when you think how quickly things do change in this in this space, like, but it's fine, it's fine, we got it. I think us talking about it every week has brought it even more to my personal attention. I was like, oh yeah, we talked about this three weeks ago and look at where it was. Like, again, Clubhouse is obviously the one that I'm gonna use now, but that was something that at the beginning, that's how we started this as well, on top of it, super meta. And then we started seeing kind of its, its tiny little demise very much like people are not really caring too much about that side of things, but it has happened. Like the slowing down, they're kind of slightly disappearing, uh, they're kind of niching down a lot. And it's all happened in the space of a few months. And you kind of feel like, oh, you know, I've noticed this. And then again, you actually go with the flow. And I think experience gives you resilience. Like I love what you mentioned there about, you know, when you have the experience, you adapt a bit easy, more easily. And also you are more open to adapting. And I think it also gives a bit of resilience. It's like, I think it's kind of weird, but you could almost say being a marketer, there's a lot of ego that can get in the way sometimes, be like, this is the way that we do things. And when you're like, no, actually, maybe if I try something new and that works, maybe either I was wrong, or maybe just things have changed and I accept that. I'd rather be, I personally rather be wrong and then learn how to do something better or how to be more effective than then be stubborn about my ways and then the world keep going keeps going on because it will keep going on without you look at this philosophy going on on a Friday morning people listening on a Monday are gonna be like this is a marketing philosophy podcast I like it by the way one more thing before we jump onto a couple of things I want to hear from you maybe if there's something that caught your eye before there's a couple of things also I'm gonna mention but I want to just say a little aside, just for anybody else who is in our age group. We were the ones who first, I don't know if you had the same in England, by the way, but we were the ones that would first from, put in front of a massive laptop, doing really boring tasks in the, I, I don't know what you called it, we call it like the IT hour sort of vibe. Remember the teacher couldn't give a damn. And we were just doing that and just learning how to do the most basic things. And that was our time in front of the screens um, in high school. And I found it so funny. Oh my goodness, you brought back memories. So um, for my experience, so we'd go to like the IT, ICT suite um, or IT suite, I think it depended how fancy your school was or not. And exactly the same, they'd sit you in front of like, in the early years, a big, one of those, you know, the old monitors that went back really far. Um, I'm trying to think if we had laptops or if my school was just never quite got to that point and it was just still all really old computers that needed replacing. Um, but yeah, and they'd teach you how to do, I guess, you know, the idea was there and it was like, this is how you send an email or this is how you make a word doc and all of this stuff. And it was like, yeah, great, like <laughs> fun. And I just think they're almost a bit dismissive of it. It was like, mm, this isn't this this is not important you need to go to your other lessons you know and it's like now now if only we knew like some of those skills how handy they'd come in and maybe more could have been focused on than just this is how you say the word document that is important obviously 
I remember the little, what's it called? The little clip, the little clip from Google, from uh, Word documents. Do you remember the little clip that were kind oh, of Oh, the paper clip who would like talk? Yes. Oh, what was that called? Clip No. It was my favorite thing. Again, showing our age, I think, quite quite heavily here. But but yeah, this is literally what you would do. And for us, it was even an optional hour. So you can actually choose to do something else. And I just enjoyed this. I think it was naturally kind of in, in, ingrained in me. I just kind of enjoyed play with things. But yeah, the, the, the basic level. I remember I had a very close relationship to the little paper clip. <laughs> Whatever the name of the paper clip was. I was really close to it. Anyway, so this is just to give you an idea of where we are sitting today. But it's also because, to be honest, there is a reason to the tangent, aside from the fact that it's nice sometimes to just explore also like what it is to be a marketer, I think. It's good to get the news, but but also because this week I was just, um, I was going back to Twitter, which we joked about having having like a bit of a shake off. And I don't know if you noticed that. I don't know if any, and if your favorite news of the week actually related to that, or if there's something else that caught your eye, but that was what literally caught my eye. And I was like, Twitter, can you just stop for a second? Um, but what what jumped out for you before maybe I like talk about a couple of other things that I've seen as well? Well, Twitter. Um, <laughs> I was going through everything. Like I've been, as we said, like keeping an eye out all week and everything was just Twitter has released this. Twitter is testing this. Twitter's done this. I was like, ha, what? slow down, please slow down. I can't keep up. And also there's so many changes in such a short space of time. It's hard to figure out like, the reasoning I think behind all of it happening at the same time but maybe we can get into that later but the thing that caught my eye the most is spoiler a twitter related piece of news and it was their official launch of twitter blue which is obviously their subscription service and I have very mixed feelings about it I'm not gonna lie I love the fact so some of the things you get you can undo tweets which I think is like Mm, it's convenient but that's not you don't need to pay for that bookmark folders this is what hurts me because i would really love that <laughs> and i don't know if i'd want to pay for it uh reader mode color themes a different app icon and dedicated support so it's kind of a good mix of features i suppose but um you know they keep saying oh we're always going to keep twitter like as a free option that's always going to be there for you so you don't have to pay um, but I feel like we've had some of these features kind of dangled in front of us for quite a while. It's like, this will come, this will happen, don't worry. And now they're putting it behind the paid option, which um, I, I guess I can understand. But also I'm a little bit like, can you have just not done that, please? I would have liked that because, I don't know, my bookmarks folder is a mess. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't use it. And it's kind of, I don't know if it's because I just use lists instead almost in a way, and then I save stuff. Mainly I save stuff to be very honest. Uh, either I put something somewhere else if it's nice for article ideas, but if not, I just save it into like a, a, um, a task because usually it will be for, for this kind of this podcast and the actual uh, newsletter, which if you haven't signed up for, do it now. So you can get all the news. Um, so that's really why I wouldn't necessarily need it. But I have a question for you because that's when I got confused.com. So see if I got it right. So Twitter also thought it was a genius idea to um, open up the blue tick kind of requests, like in order for people to get the blue tick. 
and then they got overwhelmed so they paused it and now they put it under the paywall is that what's happening because that's also another thing that the people were talking about and i'm confused as hell i think yeah so they they did this big song and dance didn't they that they oh it's open again you can apply it's all gonna be great and everyone who kind of the correct word is not deserves one but that's all i can think of right now can will be able to access it and then yeah they get overwhelmed and then shut it again i'm not really sure i've kind of i wasn't surprised i'm not gonna lie when everyone was like yeah i want i want to be verified i wanted to be verified and then turned around and said oh actually we can't handle it but i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen next with it i i kind of saw it and thought okay and moved on because i was just like what did you expect twitter like there are lots of people that really want to be verified so of course they're going to apply you know and i bet lots of people as well i don't know might be basically trolling the system potentially as well they just want to be verified because then they can say they are but yeah i don't know what what were your thoughts about it that's why the thing that's what i was confused about i was trying to figure out is this just kindness of your heart was this a almost like a little stunt to them prepare for Twitter blue. Where does this come from? And as you say, it's kind of hard because with like some of the features that even I have seen, I was kind of like, would I really pay for this? I mean, again, remember, Becca is the one that is probably, I think you use Twitter a lot more than I do, even if I do use it, but not to that extent. And again, not in that way. Uh, whereas I know a lot of people that really find it is the best way for them to network with their audience, which again, if you think as a marketer, that will be my place, but I'm a visual one, I guess. Um, so I use them, but if I have to say, also I was thinking actually for myself, would I really pay for any of them? That's the other thing. Even, I mean, I could argue that maybe for LinkedIn from a company perspective, that could be interesting, but from a subscription level, probably not on a personal note. Um, again, that's where like, you know, ads are one-off. So it's, it's potentially easier. You're boosting your, uh, your presence and stuff. But when it comes to the subscription, it's really, really hard. And also, I don't know if you've seen, going back to the 70 million updates, um, I need to actually, sorry, I need to open up what it says because I read it. But again, it was one of those things that whooshed a bit. The tomorrow newsletter, which is a weather newsletter. Yeah. What did you make of that? Because I, I saw it and I was a little bit like, why? <laughs> That's it. I'm like, why why weather? Like, mm. I like that. I can understand it. Yeah. So what happened is that Twitter acquired Review or, yeah, I don't know how you pronounce it to be honest, but which is uh, one of those kind of newsletter platforms that, again, people like Matt Navarro use as well. But why weather that was i was like we could have done so many different types of paid newsletters even like you know i don't know twitter i'm giving you ideas top nine news or trends like kind of like a breakdown of the news and trends from the platform if you really wanted to you could have done millions of other things as well but weather it just seems a bit odd doesn't it and i i must admit i read it like i read that this was going to be a thing and as soon as i saw that it was weather i was like oh what's the point of that then? I'll just open my weather app. Like I do anyway. I don't need a newsletter. I don't need a new part of Twitter to tell me this information. I I do worry a little bit because Twitter has been like the same for such so many years. And then obviously this year we talked about all these every week, there's a new thing. And it feels a little bit like 
they're trying to fix something that's not broken you know it's like they're just throwing all these new ideas yeah let's do this let's do this let's do this like um even twitter spaces you could argue i don't know i've definitely i if i think that it would be taking off a bit more than i've seen it and i'm kind of like okay maybe they should stop pushing it as much but yeah it just feels like the platform i guess it's good that they're putting time into it and energy to make it better in theory but it does feel a little bit like well what's with all these new things do we actually need them is this what should they live on twitter or is this actually for another app or another platform you know i agree actually that's a very interesting point i think especially when you try to shoehorn some of the of this elements as part of twitter almost again almost shoehorning you can argue because obviously they acquired review and i would say then keep it separate keep it as like an announcement for review instead of twitter how how is that connected in any way shape or form i think that's when you are Again, that's where you're really murking the waters. And as I said, as you said, actually, very rightfully, I appreciate that now they're trying to keep up or they're trying to actually refresh. But when you're trying, when you're working on too many things and you're pushing them all at the same time, I'm not surprised that they wouldn't be able to put them love and time into Twitter space because how the hell can you do that when there's something else around the corner and then super fans, they're not super fans. So who the hell are we trying to help you? Are we trying to monetize for the creators? And then you can get obviously a cast Twitter or are you trying to get the money from the subscribers? It's just all reaching at different levels and I think it's also, it's almost like a, we talked about it already, the snake that eats his own tail, because it's so tailored to one set of the users on Twitter, in my opinion, then you're almost alienating a bit of general public that maybe just uses Twitter another way, which also has a place, especially uh, if as a brand, if you're not a marketer, but you're actually a bigger brand or a company and you're using Twitter, you're kind of like, what the hell should I do? You know, how, how am I going to use this thing? Because there's so many features there and most of them, I don't think they're relevant for them, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's becoming a platform where before it was very clear, this is the purpose of the platform. This is how you would use it <clears throat> as part of your strategy. And it was clear if that was going to work for you or not. And in some cases it would, in which case, great, you could, you could go ahead and plan and use it and it was very clear what you needed to do, what it involved. And if it wasn't right for your, you know, your brand or your campaign or whatever, then that's fine. You just go somewhere else or not use it. Cool. Now with all these new things, it feels like Twitter is trying to become a platform that you almost have to use. You know, if you're, oh, if you're not using Twitter, then bad things will happen. Um, that sounds very ominous, but no. Um, but now it's, it's, it almost feels like, oh, well, okay, do they need to, you know, whoever, a company or a brand need to use Twitter so that they have access to Twitter spaces or, oh, okay, we're going to be producing a lot of um, maybe sort of longer form content so we could turn that into threads, which then people who pay for Twitter Blue could read basically as a blog post, because I think that's what the, I was having a look and it just gets rid of the divide between tweets. We were like, okay, fair enough, but will people pay for that? <laughs> like, Twitter threads aren't exactly hard to read, I don't think. Um, literally the question that keep, keeps coming up, would anybody pay for that? Yeah, right? It's just like, um, okay. And I, it just it just all feels a bit 
messy you know and it's, it's sad because twitter's always been that platform that's very streamlined it's clear like you come on here you write very short form content add an image or a video if you want to use a hashtag like that's the basics done you know now it's just like oh and this and this and this and this and this and it's like what do you want from people and like you know i think we've touched on this like maybe last week we're in the marketing space so i feel like it's a bit easier because we're actively paying attention to you know what's going on behind the scenes but i think if you're just a twitter you know regular everyday twitter user you must be thinking every time you open the app what's this new thing what am i supposed to do with this what's this for like i don't know i i kind of want them to slow down you know they've been up making all these updates just just hold just hold for the rest of the year see what's going on for the rest of the year and just chill no i agree i i could not agree more and as you said i really think that general users have no clue on what's going on and that is one of the harming things because uh with all us professionals and marketers being out there which is an excellent pool of people on twitter you need to understand where is this place for everybody else and who you know who can actually be there and what would they be there for because i think again i would suggest if you haven't checked it out again just go and go and check out the newsletter feed you can see the one that came out today if you're not subscribed and just check out tomorrow because i also put um the link to to the video and it kind of explains what it is and i was just like this could be literally anything on anywhere so again we love you twitter but you kind of need to get your shit together a touch i think uh just figure out where you're going on one more note from my side uh just to go back to my fave instagram i guess but I just find it really interesting. I don't know if you've seen, there's a couple of things. One super quick, which is um, is doing a, tw- Instagram, I was gonna say Twitter. Instagram is doing a really small update uh, to its, I think it's discoverability when it comes to the shop by adding drops, which basically will push some of the new products, which I find really interesting. And I wanna say the other thing, cause I wanna mention both actually. And also separate to that, obviously reels they're still investing time on that and there was more of a leak um alessandro let me say paluzzi i think he's called i should know that uh one second let me find his name yeah alessandro paluzzi uh just a developer and he posts loads of different things and again i put in the newsletter he showed a little leak of um potential bonuses for creators that produce reels so basically again i'm just going to look at it again because then i can tell you properly the bonus, the bonuses will be different. For example, depending on how much you know, what type of things you post, or how many reels you post, it's a bit like the tip uh, that you would have for IGTV Live. So it's a similar vibe of like being able to access some of these features. So I'm just going to open it up because I can't see it properly in the tweet. Um, and it says there, I think there's three things you can do. One sec, let me open this bad boy. There you go. Get paid for your reels. So when you share a new reel, you get paid. You actually earn bonuses. Again, this is very generic still. Uh, track your progress. So obviously see how much you've made towards an earning goal. And also access new earning opportunities, such as new bonus opportunities. So it could even be like real campaigns almost, uh, maybe at specific times of the year. So it is all in the back in the back end. Again, if you look at the newsletter, you'll see it. There's a like, screenshot of it. But I found it really interesting. So I don't know which one of the two piqued more of your interest out of the two of both did, but I want to hear your opinion on, on what's going on. I think the the bonuses definitely caught my eye. 
because I saw as well Instagram are testing real ads as well. So I wondered if the two kind of come hand in hand and if that will actually fund <laughs> the bonuses essentially. But also like it's interesting you talk about different campaigns and I'm almost imagining maybe a couple of months in a couple of months time there being you could potentially when I say you I mean like Instagram could be very clever with you know compensating creators to create reels on a certain topic and then maybe also brands doing the same and it being like a really nice mix I say nice I don't know you know we're talking about I'm talking about brands doing ads but you know go with me, roll with it. Um, but having a nice mix of, you know, those uh, reels created by creators, they're getting compensated for their work, which is great. And then also brands being able to create real ads as well around the same topic with like, you know, if there's something happening or Instagram is doing its own campaign or what have you. I could see that potentially working really well and people enjoying the experience. Um, so I think it's good and I think it's another trend, isn't it, that we've seen like creators being compensated and, you know, recognised for the, you know, this is work, you know, it takes time to create this content that you can't just, you know, magic it out of thin air, um, which I think is great. And yeah, I my only fear is that we all know how many ads are on Instagram, like, how, you know, if you scroll basically, feels like at the moment, between every post there's an ad or every story there's an ad so I hope that they give Instagram reels a bit of time to kind of keep establishing itself before making it so between every single one that you watch you get hit with an ad but I guess we'll see I guess we'll see what happens there I think it's exciting and I was literally thinking what you said there as well and how how it actually will pan out with collaboration with the brands with things like again pride is pride month so again how would these really big important times kind of combine together because there's a reason if so many platforms now are actually creating funds for creators are investing into that because if a format works by incentivizing then they will create more of it and I think one more thing I'm going to say is that I think you also shows that Instagram knows more than brands sometimes when I talk to people how long it takes to produce a bloody reel do you think it's going to be like a five a five second I posted one today on my personal account as in Friday but I post them obviously two or three a week and that one was obviously following a trend of one of the songs it was a trend and I was like that should be relatively easy for me to kind of cut it and, and transition it oh. it's like a TikTok obviously it's the same principle regardless of whichever it is I was like oh took forever literally forever and I was like I should know this so it's one of those things that I think we forget sometimes actually how much time these things take and even Instagram is realizing that and to incentivize creators that's what they do definitely I feel your pain by the way yesterday I was I think I'd given myself three reels to create uh for work and oh it just takes so much more time than you think and like once you've filmed the right parts then when it comes to the editing as well making it look slick it's like oh my god this is only going to be 20 seconds long or whatever you know it's like just sat here for an hour but yeah i feel your pain that was it was all happy <laughs> please people love our reels we put a lot of time into that thank you very much and again marketers will definitely understand that because mm -hmm. that's, that's literally the pain that we go through 
Um, but yeah, I think there was, again, there was a few more bits and bobs that you can find in the newsletter, but I definitely would, would say that Twitter was what caught my eye and definitely Instagram. I also am, I mean, we can talk about loads of things. So it's not like if, if platforms want to slow down, I'm not going to blame them, but I'm thinking that that might happen anyway with summer. Mm. I, first of all, it would make sense strategically because you, you can rush, 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 but I think people are really trying to kind of take that break from it. So I'm hoping almost, to be very honest, to see a bit of a slowdown and maybe if there is something big or something quite kind of timely that might start coming back within August and September, but I guess only time will tell. In the meantime, as always, don't forget to subscribe and review, please and thank you, because uh, we love you all very much. Um, check out the newsletter if you want to see all the bits of news. There's also more kind of bonus stuff and you get the other bonus episodes when they're out, your little reminder. If you want to share anything with us or ask us any more questions, you can find me at Fab Giovanetti everywhere. Becca, where can people find more about you? You can find me at Becca Social, also everywhere. Thank you so, so much. And we'll be back in your eardrums next week. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.